a starless sky that ripples with light, churning storms that pulsate and spread across every inch of what remains. The world we knew is rubble and ash. The world we knew is here no more. What remains are the memories inside. It's that special time of day, and I'm alone in a world I no longer recognize. Plains Log, I'm not sure what day we're on, or honestly how much time has passed, but I'm back in the city. At least, I'm pretty sure this is the city. Honestly, it's kind of hard to tell. Everything, well, how do I describe this place? Have you ever been on the edge of despair? Like, you ever go through such a mental break that everything falls apart and there's no going back? You know, like, like you don't have any control over your life, so the only thing you can do is lash out and just rip everything else apart? It kind of looks like somebody took the city and did that to it. You know, like the mess came from the inside to the outside. That's the best way I can think to put it. It's really dark out here, and I haven't seen anyone else since the two, three days that I've been walking around. I mean, sure, this place is creepy enough as it is, but, I don't know, honestly, the part that bothers me the most is the silence. I just, I hate it. This place is supposed to be vibrant, colorful, filled with like a weird amount of jazz. But now, we'll just listen. Wind, silence, maybe the occasional ominous voice whispering for you to follow you it down a dark alley. The city is supposed to be my home, you know? Like, I know I put up a big front and I've fought back a lot of the times, but this place really was my little slice of happiness. I just feel bad that it took so long to realize that. <sighs> Jack, what did you do to this place? What, how did you do it to this place, honestly? You made the city a tomb. You killed it, and now there's nothing left, so... I hope you're happy, wherever you are. I hope it was worth sacrificing all of this. Ugh. I keep getting the feeling like something's watching me. Like, I'll see something move, or like, flicker my eye, but of course, when I turn around or try to double-take, there's nothing there. I mean, I don't know what I was expecting. It's not like this is the first time things have happened. It's just, this is a lot more intense than normal. I don't know. Am I going crazy? After all of this? Probably. But, you know what I'm saying. I keep seeing glimpses of something. I keep hearing voices calling out 
distance. Like, there's something trying to reach out. Like, is it a good thing? A bad thing? Is it Marina? Something else? I don't know, and I get the feeling it's not something I should try to follow. You know, I mean... I am not... I'm not good with guns, like the sheriff. And I don't have Marina's magic eyes or ability to punch things super hard. Or... I don't have whatever Jack Steel is. Hmm. Maybe that last one isn't such a bad thing, you know? I mean, Jack's great, but still. What am I trying to say? You know, Jack was a pretty nice guy. He was really helpful, organized, super dorky when it came to the supernatural stuff, but, you know, he just seemed like a guy you talk shop with on a Friday night. He didn't seem like the type to kick off the apocalypse, bring forth the shadowy demons to the waking world or whatever. Honestly, aside from the whole 2015 thing, he was pretty normal. I don't know. Maybe I should have taken the whole mental 2015 thing as a warning. Maybe we all should have taken his delusions a lot more seriously than we did. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but, you know, maybe if I spent a little more time trying to help him sort through his brain, you know, maybe it would have helped. Something? I don't know. I don't know. Huh? There's a piece of paper on the ground. And in all my time of radio journalism, I should know that pieces of paper usually lead to something happening. So let's see what this has to say. Tell me once again all the warnings I didn't see. You twisted and turned what I could be, and I just followed with apathy, and never once thought where it might lead. Hours of screaming, shouting aloud a furious plea, but in the end, where did it lead? Our lives left in tatters of endless debris, so we made peace with weariness and let it be. You stifled my stories, you silenced my screams, and drunk on the fears of all I could be. So I lay it out now for everyone to see. I want to feel the fire that you kept from me. I was your moon, and you were the sun. Hoarding the light and giving me none. I was trapped in your web so carefully spun, humming the words, I could have been anyone. I did not like that. Okay, we were dropping a piece of paper and we were going to run a few steps ahead. And I am just not going to acknowledge any of that. <sighs> you know, 
I knew the city would eventually kill me. I just didn't think it would be like that. No. No. Positive thinking. Positive thinking. And we are not going to die. Yet. Not like this. Okay. Okay. <sighs> okay. Positive thinking. Anyways, this entire situation's kind of funny. Not like funny haha, but like funny interesting. I'm not scared. I'm not really worried. Honestly, I just sort of feel sad. Like, I don't know. Maybe I miss Marina. Probably miss, definitely miss Marina. And everybody else too, but... I don't know, it's not hitting me. Walking around here, seeing the dark skies, everything circling around, there's this grief in the air, and I can't really place where it's coming from, but I just somehow understand it. Just take a few steps in this place and it just hits you. I'm scared for the people I love, sure. I'm definitely scared for my own safety, and I'm worried we might not be able to fix this place, yeah, but above it all, I don't know. I just feel sad. It's in the air, going around, doing its thing, and it's, I don't know, it's funny. Out of all the things I could be doing right now, I just feel like crying. Oh, what heartache of tortured soul cast upon this land. Its pain brings forth such a bounteous grief that even the dark torrents of heaven mourn its suffering. Oh, simple land, here crowned with darkness, call out for the loss of love and light. Let your crumbling remains testify to the agony of life lost for far too many years. And in this visage of pain, rise up with the devil of your own creation. Maraming nigsa insiepi sa aking isipan at hindi ko alam kung ilang sa kanila ang aking. I have the biggest headache right now. And I don't know why. Let's just keep moving. Yeah? Yeah. The city's mostly unrecognizable. There's no one to be found. There's nothing but ominous and scary sounds and shadows that make me worried for my safety, but... You know, eh par for the course. I just wish I knew what I was doing next. <laughs> Honestly, I've been walking around for the past couple of days just trying to figure something out. I figured I'd run into somebody or something and it all makes sense. Or, you know, I'd get murdered by something. And well, neither of those have happened, so we're not doing the best we could, but at least we're not dead. 
I don't know. Honestly, it's really easy to just curl in and crumble right now, but Marina dragged me back in here because she needed me. And I agreed to be here because I wanted to help, so I'm trying to be positive. You know, as much as I can in this scenario. I'm trying, so trying, to make this work. At least I have a backpack. Hey, I forgot to mention that. But, you know, it probably makes sense. I woke up here in the middle of a lake. And when I got out of that, there was a backpack waiting for me on the shore. It had you, my lovely tape recorder, a water bottle, and a couple of notebooks in it. I haven't really super looked at the notebooks. You know, I've been walking, trying to figure out where I was for the last couple of days, but... I don't know, taking a minute to scan over them. Nothing in depth, just to see what I have. <laughs> it's funny. All this talk about Jack and the apocalypse and everything else, and you'll never guess who the notebooks belong to. Did you guess Jack? Probably, because it'd be weird if they were somebody else's. I don't know. It's crazy odds, and I could ask a thousand questions about it and go off on a tangent, but, you know, there's more important things at the moment. We're in the city, after all. Weirder things have happened, so let's not think too deep about it. Let's just be grateful we have what we have. You know, somehow, Jack's at the center of all of this. Somehow he's caused the apocalypse, and who knows? Maybe we'll figure something out if we read through a few of his old notes and get an idea. I mean, these things look pretty old. The inside cover I checked was like 2013. Like, who knows? There might be something in there. I know it's a stretch, but I don't have anything better going on at the moment. So let's give it a shot. You know, at the very least, it'll help me get my mind off of whatever forces are stalking around that may or may not be waiting to kill me. <laughs> yeah. So, let's read. We finally did it. After so much planning, Sammy and I finally made the big move. Sure, dropping everything to try to make it big in California seemed like a lot, but what other choice did we have? We wanted to have a shot to have a family, to make it big on the radio, and do everything we talked about. It seemed super crazy, and it was a really big move. But honestly, we had to do it. Staying at home would just mean more staying in the closet, trying to be satisfied with casual lies and secrets on every corner. I'm done hiding, and it feels good to be somewhere we can be safe. It's been a stressful move, but I'm happy we did it. I just wish everyone else could understand. My parents are less than thrilled to see their baby boy move across the country. Don't even get me started on my sister, Lily. 
She hardly said a word to me since the news dropped. And, you know, I feel terrible about leaving her at home, but what choice did I have? I feel guilty, though. Really. Guilty about the whole thing. I don't know. Maybe I could have worded things a little differently when we dropped the bomb on her. Or maybe I could have held Sammy back when he started getting into her face about the whole political thing. Or, I don't know. Maybe I could have just stopped those two from butting heads over ideals and morals and all of that. It's a mess, but it's too late to fix it now. Lily made it very clear how she feels about us running away from our problems. And it's done. My family doesn't want to talk to me, but at least I'm in California. At least I'm here with a new family. A new life. Starting it all with the person I love. Safe and free to be who we are. Hmm. Yeah, this is dated for about 2013? 2012-ish? Interesting. You know, I forget it, but things were pretty tense back then. Especially if you were a guy trying to love another guy. I don't know, Jack never mentioned anything about this, but... Yeah, there's a lot of frustrated little notes here. You can imagine how he felt. He left his entire support system behind, everyone he knew just to start a new life with the person he loved. Honestly, mood. I wish I could have done that. I mean, I guess I kind of did that, but not, like, actively. What am I trying to get at? I don't know. It's rough when your family doesn't support you. It's rough to try to make something when you don't have anything to hold on to, but hey. At least he had someone there with him, right? This journal is looking pretty old. There's pages falling out, things that are just smudged, and stuff that's just... old schedules glued together. But, I don't know, let's keep reading, I guess. This already seems pretty exciting, so who knows? there might be more things to find. At the very least, it'll help pass the time. You know, why wouldn't we want this? Why am I talking like there's more people here? It's literally just me walking through the apocalypse by myself. I'm alone. There's no one else here. I don't want to think about that. We're just gonna file that away. <clears throat> And hey, would you look at that? There's a poem on the next page. Let's pay attention to it. Vanishing far away from home, leaving nothing there to see. Just an empty heart that's all alone. That's all you left for me. The only peace I've ever known is that which I gave to you. And now the roots begin to grow. What am I supposed to do? Hopes have shattered like china glass. What's left for me to be? A 
am stuck behind in our painful past, and there's nothing left for me to see. But if I were somewhere else, but if I were someone else, and if I were not myself, would all this be easier? I never thought I'd be able to ask him, but I finally did. We're engaged, for real this time. It's exciting and terrifying all in the same breath. I just want to climb to the top of the tallest building and scream for everyone to hear. It's amazing. It's wonderful. It's terrifying. So very terrifying. Sure, Sammy and I have started to make it work here in California. We're big shock jocks now. We have the house, we have everything set up, and the laws are safe here, and supposedly we should be fine. But I don't know, are we really safe? Sammy still finds himself having to put on a whole manly man act for the airwaves, and I find myself having to push away and dance around questions that pop up. We moved out here to be free, to be safe enough to be who we are, and to be able to make our own family without anyone getting in the way. It was great for the first couple of months, for the first little bit, for the first few milestones, but now he still won't hold my hand in public. He's still terrified of what people will say. We'll still wear our engagement rings, but it's quiet and hidden. I don't know. On one hand, I'm happy beyond belief to be spending my life with a man I love more than anything else. But on the other hand, it's frustrating. We spent all this time and money and burned so many bridges. And I'm still forced to keep this all hidden. We're still forced to keep this all quiet. It really makes you wonder, what was the entire point of throwing everything away in the first place? Sammy says he's fine with it. He says he's willing to separate our public and private lives as long as it means we get to be happy, but I don't know. I see it eating away at him just as much as it's eating away at me. He's trying to put on a brave face, but it hurts. Maybe Lily was right. We were better off staying where we had support, where we had family, rather than chasing off after the crazy idea of being shock jocks across the country. Despite all our best hopes, the grass isn't greener. The laws say we're free, but the people have a different opinion. It's like being surrounded by a bunch of smiling faces who tell you that they love you for who you are, and at the same time they're pointing a gun to your back. It hurts to face all of this alone. Sammy's 
trying to be strong, and my sister, well, I hope she's doing all right. It's been a few months since I've heard anything from her. And that's where it ends, for this entry at least. And then there's an old picture here that I've seen Jack passing through a couple of old notebooks every now and then. It's nice, it's him standing on a beach by the ocean with some other guy, sandy, blondish, brownish hair. I'm assuming that's his fiance, Sammy. The picture's dated to like January of 2014. You know, it's kind of funny. Jack looks a lot younger in this photo. He looks a lot happier too. Which is weird because you wouldn't expect much of a difference, or maybe you would because it's been like, I don't know, 10 years, but I don't know. Despite everything going on in his life, he still seemed to be doing okay on the outside at that time. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, or if there's anything I'm trying to say here. Anyways, the next few pages are ripped out, but then it picks up around March of 2014, so yeah, let's take a dive in. Rock to bed with a tender bruise, wrapped by threads carefully loose. The web was spun like a gentle breeze, and your words cut quick like an axe through trees. You left me feeling breathless, always wanting more. Distracted by the light, not the shadows by the door. Kept my darkness falling back with an ashy cigarette. Then you'd leave me torn and burned, words I can't forget. I should be grateful to have something. After all I deserved was nothing. Sure it burned, but love's not perfect. I had a glimpse, so was it worth it? Wrapped inside a web of lies, the fantasies all bend and die. I try to fight, but it's plain to see. As the words repeat, Nobody ever loved me. I've always been interested in the paranormal. It wasn't ever something that Sammy or my sister could get behind, though. Sure, they'd try to humor me and listen, but it was always pretty clear where they stood on aliens, ghosts, vampires, or whatever else I was trying to show them. Didn't matter how much research I did or what evidence I had behind it, I always found myself standing alone on it. And you know, it's fine. Not everyone is going to be interested in everything that you are, and not everyone is going to believe every story out there. I'm fine just having this be my weird cool thing that I sometimes share online. You know, it's good enough to just stay on my little side of this project. It never felt like anything more than a hobby or like a fascination. You know, it never felt tangible. 
Everything was just nebulous and just an idea floating around out there in the world. But things are different now. I made contact with something. After so much time spent researching for answers, searching into things, something reached out. It finally happened. I finally received answers from the shadows that are hiding among us. The others wouldn't understand it. They don't believe in cryptids or UFOs or shadow people. But that's okay, because now I have proof. After spending so long sending questions out into the void, I finally have a response. It happened late last night. I was going over production reports and budget sheets and all the boring stuff that comes with running a radio station. Nothing too exciting, just another night on the job. But then my phone starts to ring, which is weird because I'm pretty sure I had it off. It was an unknown number, and normally I'd ignore this, but I don't know. Something caught my eye about it. It seemed interesting. So I picked it up, and it was all static at first. And then her voice cut through the distortion. Hello? Can you hear me? It was a voice that found the radio broadcast, and from that, ended up with my phone number. How exactly this happened, I have no idea. But it did. We were right there, discussing the ins and outs of existence and life. Me, and some otherworldly being. This friendly voice told me about the shadows, strange lands, and worlds between what I knew and some other power. It told me about physics, about space and philosophy, and I in turn told it about my life, my love, and all the struggles I was facing trying to find a way to live safely here in California. The voice listened so closely to everything I had to say. She was so supportive and understanding. And it felt good. It felt so good to be listened to. To be heard. I've mentioned my worries to Sammy a few times, but he's mostly brushed it off and told me to play tough. On some level, I think he understands where I'm coming from. But unlike me, he's blocked off all the frustrations, all the worries, all the fears, and just convinced himself that he's fine living a lie just to survive. I mean, it's what we have, and I've tried to convince myself that I was fine with it too. But really, was I? I feel good getting all of those frustrations out with someone who just wanted to really listen. This voice, whatever she was, she really understood me. We talked for hours that night to the point where the sun was poking up in the horizon and I had to force myself to put it down. There was such a strong connection between us. How could I leave it? 
real-life shadowy beings from another dimension reach out, and not only can they carry a conversation, but they're capable of compassion, understanding, and wisdom that is so much more deep and profound than what we have. After the phone call ended, I tried to call back, but there was no connection. And now, I'm searching, because I have to reach out again. Somehow, any way possible, I have to find them. I had to learn more. So now I've bought books. I'm doing research. I started spending hours building up stronger projection gear just to maybe catch a hold of that signal or get something. Sammy's starting to get worried, and I've tried explaining it to him. I've showed him my notes, my books, even played the recordings on my phone. He just looked at me with confusion and honestly a little concern. He told me to take a break from it all and maybe call my sister. I love him, all my heart, but he just doesn't understand. How could he? He's so used to wearing a mask and playing pretend and keeping his head down, he doesn't notice what's right in front of his face. As for me, I hardly understood what wisdom was out there until I had my own mask ripped off and was shown the truth. There is so much that we do not know and so much more that these voices have left to teach us. I have but a taste and I am hungry for more. I'm trying a couple of things tonight. Hopefully this boosts my signal. I get another call from that shadowy voice. Hopefully I learn more. For now, wish me luck. Hello? Is someone there? I'm not afraid of you. My best friend does karate or whatever it is. Point is, she can beat you up and she'll totally do it if something happens to me. So don't try anything. Except she's not here right now, so... Yeah. Um, I have a tape recorder and... Who am I kidding? We both know I wouldn't throw it. But... Aha! Rock! I can do something with that. Probably. <sighs> what is going on with this place? I swear, it's like walking through the cemetery at night. Except the ghosts aren't lurking around, hoping to invite you to a blockbuster pizza party or something. <sighs> I wish we could go back to that. I wish things weren't like this. Oh well. At least we're getting a vision of what Jack's deal is. He was always super into the supernatural stuff. And I guess one day it found him. It's an interesting way to end up in the city, but I don't know. I literally jumped off a building and woke up on a couch, so... Not too weird. I wonder what happened to scatter his brain. I mean, you don't just end up mentally trapped in one year forever, let alone 2015. Like, what happened? 
had to be traumatic, right? I don't know. Well, whatever it is, it's going to have to wait. There's starting to be a lot of moving shadows around, and that's making me very nervous. And plus, I've walked like a marathon today, and I am very tired. Blaine doesn't do marathons, let alone in the apocalypse, so... There's an abandoned roller rink up ahead, so I'm going to go see if I can sneak inside and crash for now. Who knows, maybe there'll also be food. I was supposed to find that earlier. I mean, the plan is just like, get food, get water, find shelter. I'm at least doing two out of three, so eat your heart out, Dad, wherever you are. All that good Boy Scout training you tried to push on me is finally coming in handy. I hope it keeps me alive long enough to figure out how to fix this mess. I hope we can fix this mess. We'll get there. Probably. Anyways, I'm tired, so I'll talk to you later. Good night. Dream Girl City is a production by N.J. Schulz. It was written, produced, and acted by N.J. Schulz. The poems featured today were... The Moon Will Sing, Easier, and Nobody, all written by N.J. Schulz and inspired by songs by the Crane Wives. Have a question? Have a comment? Have a theory? Just want to say hi? Email this and more to dreamgirlcityradio at gmail.com or check us out on social media listed down below. Join our community, share your memes, theories, and thoughts, and let's hear from you with what you have to say. If you like supporting our podcast, we have merch. We also do have our ACAST feature. But if that's too much to know, just know that you support us by simply listening and sharing and rating and reviewing us wherever you listen to. We thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, just remember, the shadows are growing and consequences sowing.